The mic is listening. The mic is listening. The mic. The mic is listening. 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 Chuck is actually in charge. Okay. Chuck's in charge? Chuck. So it's Charles, Charles in charge. Charles in charge. Okay, how long were those lyrics? And our night. Okay. In charge of our days and our nights. There's something fundamentally wrong about those, those lyrics. <laughs> Awesome. All oh, good no. Oh, no. Ooh. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to The Mic is Listening. My name is Sia, and today we have a very special episode. We are in the Kaylee Bay Hutchinson Convention Center in downtown Dallas for the Fan Expo. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! In the house. Woo woo. Okay, audience, I know I told you guys there's places to sit, but you are allowed to applause. <laughs> and you're also allowed to heckle. Yes, at any please point in time. do. You have full permission. <laughs> so okay, today I am joined by some one of my closest friends, all podcasters pretty much, and so I'm so excited to welcome Jonathan and Jonas. You guys are with the Noonish podcast. Noonish Live. Noonish Live. It's on my then, shirt. So yeah. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Yes, YouTube. The YouTube. <laughs> and we also have Brad Bethune who has the his a really cool podcast on tech and cards. Tech and cards, Brad Bethune, aka your Texas cool. card dude. <laughs> And I recruited Madison to join me because Madison and I are uh, collaborating together on an esports podcast network, uh, Map Esports, and she is the marketing director. And I just said, look, I need some balance. There's too much testosterone on the panel. So thank you for joining, Madison. <laughs> of course, of course. I got you. Thanks to Jonas <laughs> here. here for you. He's packing right. testosterone. You know, what, you, you know what worried me about this whole event was not so much Jonathan. whether we would have content. It was more of the, can I control you guys? Nope. <laughs> because it's like it's almost like a running joke when you start a, a you know, what, what, what do you get when you get three podcast shows onto one panel? Right? Yeah. What? A what? lot of noise? I have no idea, but the next room is having a party right now, and I'm like, hey, guys, come on over here. We're here. All right, so let, let's talk about this, because um, Fan Expo, I'm a huge, huge fan of Fan Expo, and uh, truth be told, everyone, after this, I am promptly running out, because I did pay to take pictures with Brendan Fraser and Sean Astin, so thank you. There you go. There thank you go. You. There you go. Who? Encino, Who is that? Oh, oh, that's cold. Just kidding. JK, I'm just Tackle kidding. him. Oh. He did only recently watch Top Gun for the first time. No, I still haven't watched Top he Gun. He still hasn't watched the original Top Gun. Okay, so like, Out. look. Out. All right, look, Smoothie Man, you almost didn't even make it to the freaking start time. So. Hey, we got here, you know. By the way, Shauna, by the way, shout out Shauna and Chuck. Love you guys to death. She, she called you Smoothie Steve. Smoothie Steve. She's like, Smoothie Steve is running late, huh? Oh man, you know it's better to have something in your gut than nothing. You that know, is it's been well, a long day, so that's true. So the kids were uh, playing today, huh? Baseball? A little baseball. Got to win, but you know, enough about that. It's Why? our time. It's our time to shine. Well, it's your time to shine too, right? Yeah, I just yeah, want to like, kind of like I do want to throw out because I do love the fact that um, when I joke around with Jonas about um, his professional, not your professional baseball playing days, I, I remember thinking, Jonas, I didn't think you had anything to do with sports. So talk to me about Noonish, because where does, 
Where does our friend Jonas fit into this play here? He's the tech side of the show. So Nunes Sports and Tech. Jonas has some soccer and some some F1 racing, uh, you know, knowledge that he brings to the show as far as the sports is concerned. I coach six-year-old soccer league Mm. once. Mm. I am happy to say that he's been watching a little more football and and basketball since we started. I've been dragged dragged into that. Yeah, I've been, drunk, they, I've been drugged. Into he it. picked the, uh, the the Jackson State women to win the NCAA men's championship one year, so <laughs> that didn't work out too well. They, right. they came closer to my, my second pick. <laughs> okay, but that being said, though, I do love giving little shouts because you know what? If you make it to the big leagues, I want to give accolades because it, it takes a lot of work, work, focus, and determination. So. Um, I'm such a good friend of yours. I forgot what MLB team you played for. So who did you play so for? So I was drafted by the Cubs and then went through the Padres organization and then played for a bunch of minor league teams nobody's heard of. Up in Schaumburg, Illinois, and uh, Rockford, Illinois, and uh, Sajay, Illinois, you know, small teams, Gateway Grizzlies, you know, just different teams like nobody, nobody's heard. It's a grind, though. It's a serious grind up there. And you just, Getting to the league is about skill and luck. You know, a little a little blend of both. But uh, I had the skill. Just an hey. unlucky guy. You know? I just have to interject for a minute. I'm from Schaumburg. Oh, nice. So nice. Flyers, how you doing? I do appreciate the yeah. Flyers, yeah. and I did like them. So I yeah. just wanted to say they're a great team. Yep. But glad that you glad that you played for the Flyers because yep. I was like, wow. Up in old, lived in Hoffman Estates for a little bit, so got to, got to know the area very well. Okay, and so there's a third member on Noonish. Uh, so Mark Clayton's not here. Who yes. did he play for? So Mark Clayton played. He's like an OU like legend in uh, wide receiver in football. And he played for the Baltimore Ravens and the St. Louis Rams before they moved to L.A. So, nice. Yep. Yeah. So we got a nice little blend of sports and tech. And honestly, Mark is like one of the most brilliant people I've ever met as far as technology is concerned. So he's got his own headphone company, and, you know, he's a – he talks on blockchain and crypto panels all the time. So he's got some, you know, what they say about NFL guys, it doesn't really apply to him, you know. So. <laughs> well, dude, you yeah. know, no, that's what I loved about you guys is the fact that you have that combination of sports and tech and, yeah. and then there's Jonas, right? Yep. So, like, yep. that's what really, like, fascinates me, like, how this all works. All right, so, Brad. Yep. You and I met back in our tech sales days, right? Let's not go about how far back, okay? But you know what? Now I just remembered because you're like, hey, I'm glad we're friends. I'm like, of course, why wouldn't we be? And he goes, well, I'm kind of surprised we're friends. And I'm like, well, if I really didn't like you, I'd remember it. Well, I just had the memory right now. It popped up. I couldn't stand you. You were so mean to me back I then. I was. I was a mean little person. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I just realized it. Like, you were so mean because you're like, you're selling what technology? Like, what do you have to prove? Like, what do you know? And I'm like... The, the F is that, dude. Like, I got training for like two hours on like how to position this thing. Exactly. You and me both. I just got an extra half hour afterwards. So. <laughs> no, no, no. But seriously, though, so I didn't realize now, now that I'm out, I left the corporate world and, um, and as a podcaster 100% of my time, I didn't realize you were into collecting cards and stuff, man. Like, yeah, let's talk yeah. about this, Goose. So I uh, actually brought some. I brought a uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. rookie card. Uh, 150th foil stamp. There's only 3,000 of those made. Uh, I brought a Shoyo Otani holiday rookie card. Got some cheers uh, for Tony Holiday. Just one of those. Uh, not, not, not a lot of printed. And then some, one of my favorites, uh, Shoyo Otani nice. rookie card. High. So this was actually, this card's got an interesting history. They actually made the set, the first series. And, of course, they made the second series, which they call uh, the high series, and then at the very, very end, 
Otani got really hot. Yep. And they didn't have a card for him in the set. So they actually created this card specifically for Shohei Otani. And uh, it's it's not really hard to get, but it's really hard to get in this condition because um, of the printing and the card is really, really soft. It's like the harkens back to the old 1950s uh, sets. So that it's hard to come in a good condition. So was hoping to get a 10, only got a 9.5, but, you know, hey, pretty close, pretty close. Um, so, yeah, I do uh, sports cards. Uh, I've got a technology background. You know, we, you and I lurked, worked at HP together. Uh, I've been in technology for about, <laughs> I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, 17 years I've been in the IT industry. Uh, for- wait, okay, you say that like a badge of pride because I've been in it for 20 plus years, so well, you I didn't know- realize you were that much younger than me, and now I'm not loving life. I started late in life. But uh, and I absolutely love sports cards, so I wanted to take two of my passions, which is sports cards and then technology, specifically around security, making sure people's data are secure, uh, and just helping people and trying to make their lives simpler through technology, that why not take two of my passions and bring them together and create a podcast where, and a YouTube show where... I just try to help people, and that's, you know, just helping people. That's all oh I try to do. So, Brad, I got a text from my former boss asking me to get a bunch of Apple gift cards. <laughs> you think that's legit? That's legit. Okay. That's 100% legit. Oh, my gosh. Okay, to explain, everyone. So, okay, maybe I haven't seen that scam before. So, mind you, my background, I started in cybersecurity and then switched over to the infrastructure side of things. And he shows me this text message of, hey, Dan, it's the CEO could you get me some uh, uh, Apple yeah. cards? Can, can and we, I was can like, "Can we bleep the names just to protect the guilty?" Billy, <laughs> Billy, Billy texted. Well, what I thought was funny was, I'm like, "Oh, that's that's nice of the CEO wanting some, you know, Apple cards." And he looked at me, he goes, "No, Sia, this is a scam artist." And I was like, "Oh, so did you get the Apple cards?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I got I got about ten thousand dollars worth of Apple cards. <laughs> there you go. Billy Two Fingers is holding my wife hostage until. I wonder if he's related to that African prince that keeps asking me to sign off on $32 million. There you go. Same guy. Same Possibly. Guy. Same, guy. Gotcha. Same guy. That makes sense. Same guy. That makes sense. Don't click the link. <laughs> <laughs> Don't click the link. Okay, okay, so let me ask you one thing. Because like, as I've been walking through here, okay, first off, I love Fan Expo. I love the yes. whole vibe and energy yes. of all this. I yes. do not love the confusion of talking to you for. <laughs> Holy smokes. It took us two hours to, to find the food court. To find the food court. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, 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 okay, guys, who was it that was responsible for finding the food court? Yes. And who was uh, going to a massive diabetic shock in pursuit of said food court, right? <laughs> and who was it that said, hey, find the food court first before Brad panics and dies and, like, lays on the, the, the ground? Don't make him leave this other line he was already in. And all of a sudden, someone sends a text and goes, okay, I found the food court. He hadn't found the food court. He had, had heard he found the food court. I had approximately found the food court. The man left a line that he was already like about to purchase food for. We found, we guys, we did, found. Did it you die? We, we, and then no, we didn't. We tried though. We tried. So okay, the rule. Of the, did you die? So so the rule of thumb is, guys, if you're going to go to these types of events, either a understand your communication style with one another. Yes. 
Or B, do not ever separate because us two were like, we have to go to the bathroom and then all hell breaks loose. And then, and then you got Smoothie Steve over here going, hey man, uh, it's like 3.15. Um, I'm 15 minutes away. I'm like, oh crap, these guys couldn't find them. But you found it. Clearly the you problem know, it's was all good. left unsupervised. It's all good. I, I, you know, I listen. Just listening and observation. I parked and came right on in here. I'm no. glad I missed all that. <laughs> oh, you would have not been happy. Yeah, I'm glad I missed all that. Okay, so knowing that we had all this drama early walking in, <laughs> let's talk about tech because we all have this idea and we're all innovation. I know you guys are all about innovation. And by the way, if anyone wants to know anything about the future of Dallas and the IoT world, these guys are the ones we're getting consulted with. So you can yell at them if we don't implement it well. But let me talk to you guys. What would you do to improve, what would you do to, uh, improve this experience here, you think? Because this is going to be our next generation of experiences, right? So what would you guys do technology-wise? I think a little, I mean, I'm sure a ton of these people have played Pokemon Go walking around here, you know, some type of wayfinding that will kind of point you to where you need to go. So augmented reality. Uh, just some, yeah, just some AR, some augmented reality, uh, you know, something on a mobile phone. Everybody's got their phones out anyway, you know. But uh, Location-based services. Yeah, and even put some games, gamify the whole experience, right? This yeah. thing is fun, you know. Okay, so what would you think? Geofencing. Geofencing. Okay, what is geofencing? So geofencing originally started out as making sure that your dog didn't go outside of a particular area that you wanted. <laughs> so that's, the, that's what really it was to take food hound, take dogs and put them in an area, like a great big huge farm, and set points, and they couldn't make like a square. You couldn't go past that particular area. So... The other theory behind that is taking it inside and being able to track a person inside of a room or track a person into, into various locations and then find my phone, connect the two. Am and, I the and, dog in this scenario? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jonas, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like freaking out. I'm like, where the hell is he? He's like, I don't know. They said food court is over here. And then you ended up. It not was over there. <laughs> not where you That's were not as bad as when we actually got here. I'm walking to come up to this, up to the expo, or to the Cape Asley Hudson, and all of a sudden, I see these two walk this way. I walk this way, and I hear Sia's voice. And I'm like, <laughs> is that Sia? And I turn around, <laughs> and it's you unexpectedly. So <laughs> we geofenced ourselves just accidentally. There you go. I, I don't know if that or you're your stalker or we're stalkers. We could be vice versa. You were stalking me. That's what it was because I'm so cool. Hey, we can go back to walkie-talkies, you know. <laughs> Just bring some walkie-talkies yes. in the building. You there know you what go. I, mean? I appreciate that. There you go. Yeah. It's a different what? technology. Okay. That is true. What happened to push the talk? We used to have push the talk on. Sometimes. That chirp. That was what? Chirp, chirp. Nextel. That was Nextel. Nextel. Who would have bought out Nextel? Sprint. I don't know. That 3-6 Mafia song probably. And then Sprint is T-Mobile now, right? Word. Word. Oh my gosh. Okay, Madison, so what was your experience? What do you think you would do to improve this? You're the event person. You know, honestly, one of the things, I kind of agree with what Jonathan was saying with the AR, just because the fact that that is probably, and especially when it comes to events too, it's a great way to kind of show people what's going on. Like, and you're like, oh, hey, here's the food court. Here's this. And then immediately, you know, because some people don't read very much. You know, some people look at something and they're like, they don't exactly, they might read it briefly and then just kind of push it aside. And The way I read see is text messages? Yeah, exactly. Uh, or, or, or lack thereof, um, all of yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Um, but sometimes people legitimately just kind of, they're like, oh, there's a sign, and they'll just ride, walk right on past it. Yep. So, and it happens more than you think, because, and then somebody's like, where's the sign? You're like, it's 
right behind you. And I used to work in an airport, and that happened oh, yeah. all the time where people yeah. were like, where's the departures? Where can I find you know, the arrivals? There's a sign that is actually right behind you, yep. but like, just Here's look your up. sign. Just look up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where I think that it would be so much easier to have AR just to be like, okay, you want to go to you know this place where it shows you where these events are? Cool. Let's pull up this app and it'll show you. Where Follow you this to. massive arrow. Follow the arrow. Exactly. That is actually something we've been talking about with a, a large American airport. <laughs> whoa, 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 sorry. Wait a minute, we've oh. all got connections with that said My large bad. American airport. <laughs> you better be doing something, because you know the innovation I mean, team over there. I used to mm-hmm. work at O'Hare, sorry, let me just... Uh, oh. Sorry. oh, what? Just kidding. <laughs> well, there's actually... there's a, ooh, Way too close to the mic. There's actually something where they're coming up with customer experience to where... You know, you activate your phone. We were talking about this earlier about activating to a Wi-Fi or hooking up to a Wi-Fi. And as you walked by a specific place, me as a vendor, I could push out coupons, yeah, or push mm-hmm. out any some type of offer or anything like that. So there, there is actual in beta testing of this actually happening. And then if you take that one step further, so say you wanted to get. I don't know why you would want to get, but Brendan Fraser's phone or or, or app or whatever, example, or picture or whatever, John Frodo. I mean, if just in case you wanted to do that, so you're sitting here listening to us, what if they could actually send you a text or a particular <laughs> locator so that you knew how long the line was, oh. you knew how far away you were, so that it could say, hey, see ya. You might want to start walking now because of traffic. You could actually be there in line and be on time and be ready to go. And as you were actually walking, if I was a vendor and I had Frasier or Ashton stuff to sell, as you walk by, you would get a ping. That, hey, I have this type of item here. I have this type of item here. They're at, the reason why I know is because they were, uh, were at the Dallas Card Show. Plug for Kyle. At the Dallas Card Show, and they're actually in beta testing at that right now, where I put all of my cards out there, and if you were to say, hey, I wanted this Fernando Tatis card, that you would say, okay, I'm on here, I want to look at all the Fernando Tatis Jr. cards, hit a button, and in every single table or location that has Tatis cards, they would be there. So... Take, take that into this type of experience where you'd be able to maximize your time at the show as opposed to standing in waiting line. in line, waiting, waiting for a particular, you know, just any type of waiting whatsoever yeah. so that you're constantly moving and getting maximum experience time. Because okay. I hate lines. What's the, what's lines the underpinning too. technology? You're saying Wi-Fi? Because we know Wi-Fi, once you're getting into that convention center, starts to just drop significantly. Yep. Yeah. So, so are we talking? Yeah, that's so a bigger. You have to. You'd have to have more more bandwidth access to. points. You'd have to have make sure that the strength. Not only that, you'd also have to scramble the signal, because you've got all the bad actors out there that would definitely use the pods to try to snag snag everything, all your data, all the, all the trackers, everything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not simple by any means. It's very complicated. If you actually know wireless, you know that you know technology moves slower than the bad actors, so then it becomes extremely difficult. 
So, yeah, I just realized I just nerded out. That's so <laughs> all good, man. I, I went down it. that route. It's all good. I'm sitting here and I'm going, yeah. wow. Got to nerd. Did you just bore yourself? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Got to nerd out sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but I do like that idea. I do think there's a lot of great technology opportunity. I think the question is, is adaption, yeah. right? Because the common person doesn't have the level of background or technology that we do. Because mm-hmm. all of us would embrace it, right? Yeah. But I'd imagine like a common family or someone that's resting their heads, right? Like yeah. I convinced a whole ton of people just to come here and sit on their hiney because why not? Why sit on the ground? So, yeah. hey, shout out to everyone that just joined us for no reason other than to sit down. Yes, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank, thank you for being gracious enough to trust <laughs> some weirdo to say, come, come here and sit down. The seats are all open, my friend. So, please, please apologize for, or accept my apologies for nerding out. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gave max effort right there, so there's no reason to apologize when you're giving max effort. So. I try. I now, try. if it was a half-ass nerd out, then you know we got to say something. I went full-blown nerd. I went full nerd. I love it. Right. Okay, on. so I would like to not nerd out, but I do have a question because um, if I was interested in starting to collect cards, and you had mentioned some of those players right there, what are the first things I should be looking at? Because um, that looks cool and all, but like, it, it, does it require a lot to start collecting to ch- to get into that um, area? No, actually, what one of the coolest things about it is is you just find a player that you like, local team or anything, and cards are now becoming available anywhere. So you just go out, buy a box of cards, open it up. If you like it, great. If you don't, there's several different avenues to either trade or to sell, Take, stick your toe in. You know, there's a lot of uh, just pop culture. One of my favorites is Battlestar Galactica. I'm sure when I go out there, they'll have plenty of Battlestar Galactica cards out there for me to collect. There's, there's a whole lot of, of different genres to collect and different things to collect. And it's just find something that you truly loved and it's either back in your childhood or today or anything and just dip your toe in just dip your toe just one and don't drop and i gotta money. say shohei otani is like the greatest player to ever play the game of baseball Babe Ruth, right? if Babe Ruth. if well Babe Ruth threw 88 miles an hour right so Shohei hit a ball 105 miles an hour and threw a ball 101 miles an hour in yes. the same game yes so Shohei is incredible, like he insane is. when it comes to the skills on a ball field. Speaking of geeking out. Yeah, I can, I can talk uh, about let's sports. Go, come on, let's go down this So road. I do want to ask you, um, are you, have you dipped your toe in NFTs? Because it's very uh, similar to trading cards. And I, you know, it's a... NFT, NFT. <laughs> non-fungible tokens, that so is. So actually, right? my very first episode on Tekken Cards was actually about NFTs. Mm-hmm. We talked about how to make them. We talked about what they are, and we talked about fundamental uses, uses, uses of them. Um, I do not collect NFTs. I'm in the process of getting my business card turned into an NFT. Gotcha. So, that's cool. so that you can, you can actually have some type of movable type of voice type, some type of just an audio version, Ethereum version type of my foot place. But yeah, yeah I'm dipping... Slow. I'm not a, a a sports NFT quite yet. I don't think the technology yet has caught up with where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. So let's think about this. Think about think about your favorite movie. Okay, you go to stand in line for Black Adam. Let's just use Black Adam coming up. 
You go stand in line for Black Adam, and your seat, let's say whatever movie theater, your seat has a particular seat number and seat row. So you go see Black Adam. In the middle, into the big action scene, boom, it happens. As you leave the theater, you get an NFT. You get an actual moment in time with your seat number, your row number, and a part of the picture to remind you of that moment. So that I think that that's cool is going there. And then take, they started doing that in the Super Bowl this year, I believe. Yeah, and then take that one step further where Brady took it. And what if, say, The Rock? selectively picked somebody in the United States of America to say, hey, this NFT on this day, on this particular seat, on this particular row, you get to meet The Rock. Yep. That's where I, See, think, that's that's a, where I think that's that it's going. Yeah, that's, I think that's the value. When we discussed this, and I don't want to go too deep in it because that's kind of, but obviously we're not the only ones thinking about it if you just mentioned it, right? So. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of value in uh, having a an experience tied to the yes. NFT outside yes. of the, uh, you know, the blockchain or the cryptocurrency, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? So um, the whole real estate play with NFTs is pretty cool as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, people, you know, putting their homes in NFTs, and there's another additional value to the, just the real estate. So I don't want to get too deep into oh, it. Oh, we could go all deep. I into think it's pretty it. cool. We could. Look, yeah. people, I'm, I'm comfortable, and I have a place to sit here at Fan Expo. Uh, I am very comfortable right now. If you want, I'll just lean back here and go to sleep. No, I'm kidding. No, I think, I think non-fungible tokens, I think, is a very interesting concept. I do think there's a time and place for it. I think the future generations are embracing it far more faster than us old fuddy-duddies. So here, let's talk about another area. Let's shift gears just a little bit, just because I'm selfishly uh, producing an eSports podcast network. What are you guys' thoughts on the future of esports? Okay, as a traditional player, Jonathan? I love it, right? Because I played games going up, you know, growing up as well. So um, I think it's a very uh, exciting opportunity for kids, right, that might not have athletic ability. They could be the best in the world at whatever game. And and there's um, so many other opportunities in esports from the – uh, from what we're doing, right? What, I, f- I forget the name, like the broadcast side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I mean, there's just so many different levels in esports that, uh, you know, owning a team, being a GM of a team, being a player. Um, Programming. Yeah. Marketing. Exactly. Event planning. Branding, there's like, all, I mean, there's a whole, like, it's literally its, its own micro industry. Yep. Now, here's where a question I have. And for anyone that in the audience, if you want to agree or disagree, you can clap or say boo, okay? Which is boo. this. Boo. <laughs> you're not in the audience. Yeah, you're not. In the, you're act, Hey, you're on the panel. Did you know that? Oh, okay. hey, but that being said, is this is okay? I think that there's an opportunity for the traditional team owners, like the Jerry Joneses, because we're in Dallas. I'll pick on Jerry. Jerry, I need sponsorship. Anyway, is this? I think if these traditional facilities, again, the the. The stadium is ginormous and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful, mm-hmm. but I do think they need multiple paths of entertainment. So while there is a traditional football game going, I think there should be an esports tournament of some sort oh, yeah. simultaneously because how many times have dads and moms yeah. drugged their kids to a traditional football game and everyone's like this? Or, or even better, they're just like... On the phone the whole time. And, and you're like, hey, honey, I just spent $200 for this ticket. Could you look at the field once, please? Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. So... Do you think that's going to happen, or am I just high pie in the sky viewpoint there? Uh, I think it's a great possibility. 
I think uh, the, I think we have some crowd support for this. <laughs> yeah, Jerry. Yeah, I think it's a great possibility. I, I know they're already, you know, Jerry Jones. They own Complexity. I think they purchased Complexity. Um, and oh, I think I heard they just sold off Complexity. Did they? Oh. Rumor, rumor has it. Oh wow! I mean, can't blame them. Look, I think the market's what like five hundred million now, or something like that. Like, yeah, I think the pandemic didn't help things, right? When I think when esports could have potentially really blown up, the pandemic just said. I'm like, talking participants, not you know money. I'm talking about how many people are engaging in. Oh esports. yeah, no, it's. I mean, yeah. there's more participants remotely, but I think the idea conceptually was to gather folks, right, mm-hmm. like locally to compete within tournaments. Right yeah. now, we've had to shift because of the pandemic to do a lot of remote type playing, which is yeah. I think is cool because I like the mix of both, where you have your local team playing in one area, right, or mo- a bunch of teams. And then you're literally competing globally. Yeah. Like, I think there's some value to that. But so we, we re, we're doing a project with Exposure. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Shout and, out and, Danny. And Danny okay. Martin. Love yeah. You, so, um, come to find out, Dallas has like the greatest ping rate in the world. Mm-hmm. And there are teams that come to Dallas from China. I mean, FaZe Clan, like all these very popular gaming organizations come to Dallas for their boot camps to get ready to go play in these $20 million tournaments. And it's, it's mind-blowing, you know? Yeah. Just understanding, like, just because it's kind of like you have an advantage because you're, you know, playing in Dallas with this great ping rate versus, you know, whoever, wherever they are type deal, you know? Just all the little different pieces and parts of it coming together like that just blows my mind. I don't yeah. think about that stuff, but they do because it matters. And it's $20 million online, so. Yeah. Just Why? realistically... You mentioned the remote versus in a group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids these days, in my obviously humble opinion, <laughs> humble opinion. No, really, from because I've been, I've been trying to pay attention and, and do some sort of field research, I guess you'd call it, on that. And so it seems like, it seems like kids these days want to have the connectivity that they've grown up with because like my kids literally grew up with a phone. Mm-hmm. They've never known a world that did not have almost 100% connectivity all the time. But they also want to be around their friends. So having that, you know, a local group that can get together in some place that they feel comfortable and feel like they've got access to things, access to their friends and, you know, access to pizza and also be able to compete against teams from China or Japan or, you know, Ukraine or whatever it ends up being. That's, that's the experience that they want. They want that not only a local experience with their friends, with their people that they know, but also a global experience. And let's face it, that's, what the, that's where the world is going. Whether we right. like it as old people or not. Says yourself. Well, let's take Speak it. Oh, I'll start with you. Let's take it a step further. I mean, the Dallas has got the World Cup coming up. Yep. So let's take the World Cup experience and esports or gamify it. Yep. And then NFT it. And then you've got teams across the U.S. God, I love Madden. Think about Madden. Think about the ability <laughs> yep. to take Madden into the esports world, tie it with, with, the, with yeah. the World Cup coming up. In Dallas, oh man! I love I mean, you've FIFA. Got FIFA, man. I love yeah. FIFA. Yeah, FIFA. Right. So, just awesome. And then take it a step further. Like, how do y'all feel about the metaverse? Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And, and what's going yeah. on yeah. there and jumping to the Oculus because there's experiences in the Oculus that are just insane right now. So yeah, right? It's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. I, I may yeah. be the only person in the room that's old enough to remember that we can rebuild him. We have the technology. You mean the bionic man? man? Come on now. Bionic man? Yeah. No, six million dollars. We have have the technology. We have the technology today to put a camera in every helmet on a football field. Yes. Oh, geez. And put you in in that view in in an Oculus or even just a a desktop. I mean, that's... A, a real thing that we could do today. Okay, so like my, okay, okay, I don't know enough about this metaverse. I get it conceptually. All I can think of for me, selfishly, as a podcast producer, I'm like, how many shows could we have like a virtual theater and just like run our stuff up on there? Set up a 360 camera yeah. and just freaking rock that stuff, right? Like, yeah. it's like another outlet. Like, if we're gonna do this yep. kind of recording anyway, why not leverage that technology? Why not leverage? it in another medium so okay round of applause if you guys would you guys even listen if you guys were in the metaverse and like strolling around would you even stop by a podcast theater or an esports gaming we're sorry we woke her up (laughs) oh we woke up your kid I'm so sorry I mean one of the cool things about like especially the podcast network that Sia helps us produce at Map Esports Network we actually do have a metaverse themed show and it is run by a couple of two brilliant children and it's called esports metaverse and beyond that is awesome. yes. and so pretty much it has everything from esports to the metaverse and of course beyond um but it's run by these two kids called, uh, named chase and sage and they are the sweetest little kids from north carolina they're like 11 and, and 12 yeah, years old 11 and 12 years old hosting their own podcast nice so That's just to That's let all. anyone know kids you can host your own podcast shows if you want Absolutely. I mean, we've got kids hosting toy unboxing shows. Yeah. So oh there's there's kids hosting podcast shows all the time. I think so the highest paid YouTube yep. is, is the, a kid. Yeah, is the kid opening toys. Yeah, right? opening Ryan's toys. toys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I have another. I have another question to ask, and I will speak English a little bit more clearly in two seconds when my brain catches up with my head here. Okay, so round of applause, guys, and you guys can applause if you want, or give me that nice, knowing look. <laughs> if we have more gaming centers available, is it something where? Should it be a community-centered-driven thing where it's like a public-private sector thing, or should it be a private enterprise? And the reason why I ask this is I think esports is great. I think gaming and the whole concept of that is great, but I feel like certain communities will not have access to it just by virtue of the community that it's in. So It would be great if it was community-based because you can capture so much creativity. Like, and these kids, you know, just having, like you said, giving them access to the tools they need is everything, especially here in Dallas. Like we have, you know, DISD is like uh, like 86 percent like underprivileged or whatever. But, you know, versus the state at like 65 percent in a district. But at the same time, gifted and talented, we're like at 15 percent versus 6 percent across the state. So we have so many gifted kids that if they only had access to the tools, we don't know what could come from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I think depending on where you are, you know, just like everything else, you know, some some spaces don't need that access because they can go buy it. But other areas, you know, give them a, I don't know, a bit of a, a crutch, I guess, or give them a, a little help, a little assistance and give them something to, you know, somewhere to go and, you know, I, be creative. I, I think you need to make the the 
the libraries or yeah. the the unused spaces in areas make those esports stadiums yeah okay that's funny you should mention that brad and why, you know nothing not? about this why not madison maybe you have a response to that so at the grapevine public library actually last year um they had a technically it was a soft opening because they had previously opened before um but we went to their um i guess soft uh opening about their uh Esports Academy, and so they actually received a was it a grant or a for um, their program. And so basically, what it is, they have a ton of gaming uh, stations. They also have a 3D printing machine, which is really cool. So you can actually go to their center and print stuff if you would like to, and that is open to the public, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, and so, too, uh, this is for Grapevine residents. Um, I believe it's for Grapevine, right? So it's like an innovation hub almost. Yeah, yeah. it is. It, it and really so is. it is a very cool, interesting thing that I think a lot of the libraries should be getting into because they were awarded a very sizable grant. And so Grapevine Public Library has always been encouraging um, students, children to come over there. If you're wanting to learn more about VR, they actually just had a VR um, event. I think it was yesterday. And so they encourage you to come over, play Roblox. You know, if you want to learn more about specific games, you can go over there and learn more about specific games, Minecraft, those types of things. And I think that's definitely something that is needed more within these specific communities, especially like libraries. And, and it's free. I think and that's it's a free. key part. It's free. And it's free. So literally just... Go on in there, you know, drop off. I mean, if you're a parent, you just want to... Don't drop off your kids. This is not the 80s. Don't drop off your kids. Don't drop off your kids. This is not 1982. No, no, no. But, like, if you want to go in and, you know, walk around in the library, kind of check it out, um, it's a great way to kind of let... You know, your kids kind of explore and test out games. And so is, it like have, a, is there like a soundproof like area? Because I'm sure that esports is not. What's, what's kind of cool about it, too, is they do have a streaming area, too. So nice. you can actually go in there for if you want to do um, shoutcasters. Nice. That's so what I was going to If you want to be a shoutcaster, shoutcaster um, yeah. so you can actually go in there and like broadcasting and stuff like that, too. That's awesome. So they encourage people to come in, use those spaces. and Very cool. Yeah. Cool so stuff. Are the, are like, Eight, eleven, the local sports stations in on this, or, or, or where's 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 our tech community on this? Where why is it just this one? Why can't we snag Jerry Jerry Jones if you are well, listening? Well, Any sports team that's out there across the U.S. that's making a billion dollars needs to get aboard on this and throw money that you guys are just arguing over at this because. The kids, the hobby is the people, and the people are the kids, and I think the kids are where everything needs to start at. They are the ones that are going to drive this next level. They're the ones that need, need to be helping innovate everything. And I guarantee you right now, one of the smartest kids in the United States is not even been found yet mm -hmm. because he doesn't have a computer. Yep. I guarantee she. you, right? Or she? Or Excuse they. me. He, she, they, that person has not been found because of the of the lack of resources to them, and that needs to Change. stop. Yeah. That needs to stop. Okay, so 
You're about to get feisty here. I can feel your energy. But okay, so here's where I'm really stoked at. And by the way, The Mic is Listening is a very broad-based uh, pod, broad podcast, typically over business. And, and anyone, if you guys don't know, you guys know, uh, is it's about entrepreneurship. And so if anyone is like looking to have an idea and they want to bounce that idea off, I'm happy. Reach out to me. I am part of a business organization called Global Leaders Organization, and it is a bunch of entrepreneurs uh, that are members, founders of organizations, and we have access to capital. So if there are people at Fan Expo or anyone else that's listening on LinkedIn here or YouTube while I stream this all out, by all means, reach out to me because we're looking for folks that are innovative. We are looking for folks that actually have some that next-gen cool business idea. So, guys, for those in the audience, thank you so much for applauding. Bishop, applaud, applaud. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, but I really do appreciate I'd love more feedback on this, you guys, because I do talk to other entrepreneurs. For example, just a heads up, I'm actually working with another entrepreneur that is uh, rolling out this virtual reality gaming center. Literally, it's um, two basketball-sized rooms, and you put on the... It's like, imagine laser tag, but VR. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. And, and then there's going to be a casting station over above, and it's going to have uh, you know food and beverage for the uh, people that maybe are waiting or just people like me who love to eat and drink lots of fluids and stuff. But um, that, yeah, mar margaritas, margaritas, right. But, but that, this is what I'm feeling the next generation is. So I'm actually really intrigued to see where Fan Expo, the fact they have a creator stage here for us like yes. this is way yes. huge. So huge yeah. shout out. I want to say thank you very much to Jonathan and Jonas over at Noonish Podcast Live. I want to say thank you, Brad, with uh, Tech and Cars Podcast. Madison with Map Esports Network. You guys, thank you so much for your time. And of course, shout out Shauna and Chuck, Fan Woo. Expo. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And thank you, sure. audience, for convincing thank yourself you. to come thank and you. sit. I told you those chairs would be comfortable, and I hope we humored <laughs> you. And if you guys have any friends, please let us know. And I think that wraps it up for another episode of The Mic is Listening. Woo.